I'm consistently consistent. So, you go. It's your turn. <laughs> Why? Because I did it last time. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Inconsistently Consistent Podcast. My name is Melanie. My name is Rachel, and Melanie is very rude today. I don't think that's true. They probably will hear none of the rudeness. You want to bet they won't hear none of the rudeness? I don't know. It doesn't sound like they will. Oh, they will. Damn it, I'm not the person who edits this. <laughs> you are not the person who edits this. I have control over what goes in. Damn it. <laughs> but I am the person who researched for this episode. You are. And I wrote a script in the middle of it, and you will have to read it. So remember this, Rachel. Remember I that. I will remember that. Yeah. So, listeners, it's a shitty day in Halifax. It's raining. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kenobi series, two episodes released. Lots of feels. Lots of feels. Like what kind of feels? Just like nostalgia feels. Mm. Sad feels. Because the last time um, we saw... Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in a movie together was episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And now they are back in Kenobi, and that makes me very happy. All of this is just makes no sense to me because yeah. I've never seen anything Star Wars. I was raised in a Trekkie household, and Star Wars is blasphemy. I know, but for those who know, and a lot of people shit on the prequels. I like the prequels personally. But yeah, it's just been, it's nostalgia. It's nice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. So what's our topic for today? Well, speaking of blasphemy, let's talk about an evil spirit called the Wendigo. The Wendy, woo! <laughs> and I thought first we should just say, you know, what do we know about the Wendigo? You know, what? Where do we first come across Wendigos ourselves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, I first heard of a Wendigo or like saw it on television on an episode of Supernatural. Okay. And I was like, what the hell is that monster? And it was like, ooh, amazing. Because it wasn't just like a werewolf or a like a vampire or any of the traditional stuff I'd all, always seen, it mm-hmm. was like, ooh, interesting, something brand new. Mm-hmm. So I was really interested in them. And so I was like, research, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, my first experience, I have not seen one in, uh, that I'm aware of in real life. Um <laughs> I first came across them watching Markiplier do his playthrough with the Until Dawn game, actually. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching it, I was like, huh, this seems like a... He mentioned, like, it's supposed to be about a Wendy Woo. And I was like, what's Wendy Woo? <laughs> a Wendy Woo. 
And then I seen it pop up. I was like, oh, that's a Wendy. Oh, you are tall. You are lanky. You are very like bony. (laughs) And it was interesting. You is smart. You is strong. You You is important. Um, but it was interesting because I, you know, I didn't really get into learning about the different lore with the indigenous communities. And that was mm-hmm. kind of what started me into researching like, oh, mm-hmm. legend of the Wendy Woo. Because mm-hmm. uh, Mark called them the Wendy Woos in his playthrough. Mm-hmm. Mark says just about anything. <laughs> Yeah, he does. I don't think he ever pronounces anything correctly. And it's, he, it's always on purpose that he says it incorrectly. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. I watched his Until Dawn playthrough as well. And he was very unimpressed when he killed off one of the main characters that he liked. Oh, when and he, he killed had Ashley? To re- <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he had to restart the entire game. Yeah, there's another YouTuber, um, his name is, his channel is uh, Call Me Kevin. He's an Irish one, and he's played with, like, Jack, Septicai, and some of the other UK YouTubers. He has done some videos of Until Dawn, but it's like, Until Dawn, but I make every wrong decision. <laughs> so he literally ends up, like, killing everybody <laughs> in his playthroughs. That game is really interesting, though, because that game is so, um, like, it has so many different endings. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see the Wendigos as, like, the main antagonist in that game. And you see see them so much. And that's probably, I like, I, I don't know if I'm right in saying it, but that's probably, like, the main pop culture reference people will know wendigos from right like that's probably the biggest thing yeah i can see that right because i've seen them on that supernatural episode and they only i don't think they ever made another appearance in the supernatural show Mm -hmm. past that and i didn't know this but like stephen king's novel pet cemetery and the movie from it i've actually never seen the movie Mm-hmm. that was based on Wendigos. Oh. I didn't know that was, but when I was looking this up, they were like, yeah, Wendigos, Pet cemetery," And I, I was like, really? Mm. <laughs> yeah. The, the movie Antlers was based on Wendigo legend. Never heard of that movie before. Uh, I've heard of it, but it's like body horror, and I don't like body horror gore stuff. Oh, uh, okay. As much like, when it's happening to someone, like, I'm okay if that's, like, in movies, but when that's, like, the whole premise for the whole movie throughout, I usually mm-hmm. don't watch those. Just, it icks me out. I can, I'm okay with it if it's just, like, well, like, that's a, a scene in a movie, but when mm-hmm. that's the whole movie, I'm just, like, I really just don't want to watch that. It's just gonna gross me out the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things, though, that I found that they showed up in, or exactly always showed up as just a classic Wendigo, but the Wendigo legends inspired some of the monsters in them. They said the show Teen Wolf, Charmed, Grim, Blood Ties, um, 
they said Hannibal, that show, their FBI profiler was having a lot of dreams and visions inspired by Wendigos. Mm. Um, they also said there was a Wendigo appearing in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. <laughs> Hearthswarming Eve under the pun title of Wendigo. Uh. Yeah, this is like this article I was reading said that and I was like, My Little Pony, what the fuck? People are letting their kids watch this because Wendigos eat people. Interesting. Yeah, My Little Ponies, apparently. You can find some Wendigos in that as well. Now I'm uh, curious <laughs> and I kind of want to go watch My Little Pony to see it. Yeah, apparently the DuckTales Christmas special uh, last Christmas were creatures that were described as poor souls turned into monsters by obsession and desperation that were uh, based on Wendigos because sometimes apparently Wendigos are also used metaphorically. Mm. So they were like monstrous, I guess, like in a dream sequence. Interesting. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. But the My Little Pony one really, really was the one that was like, what the fuck? That's a little little weird. (laughs) Yeah. So Rachel, why don't you tell people what a Wendigo is? Sure. Why so, exactly you think it would not be in a win in, in a My Little Pony thing? <laughs> uh, so a Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit. Um, it originates from indigenous folklore, specifically in Algonquin legends. Um, so it's specifically based in around the East Coast Fords. East Coast Forest. So I did the research (laughs) and Rachel has to read my research. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. Um, The Great Plains region of the U.S. and the Great Lakes region of the U.S. and Canada grouped in modern ethnology as speakers of the Algonquin family languages. Yes, I was was like interested to hear that it comes a lot from Canada regions. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. oh, we get one. We get some. <laughs> yeah, something comes from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, cannibals come from us. I don't think we want to claim that. Yeah, <laughs> quote me. <laughs> the cannibals come from us, Melanie 2022. Get <laughs> on a shirt. <laughs> That's how our podcast blows up. <laughs> yes. local canadian podcaster says the cannibals come from canada (laughs) (laughs) i mean it makes sense cannibals canada Mm, you see it's all in the can all in the can can as cronk once famously said oh yeah it's all coming together (laughs) um according to Native American legends, the Wendigo was once a lost hunter, and during a brutally cold winter, the hunter's intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. After feasting on another human's flesh, he transformed into a crazed man-beast, roaming the forest in search of more people to eat. Uh, They're described as having an insatiable predator, cannibal forever craving human flesh, Uh, described as a monster or beast and they're different 
than a zombie because it is considered alive and it's not a reanimated corpse. And in brackets, according to Melanie's best guess, close yeah. bracket. Yeah. Also, some for some reason, when I transferred this from a Word document over into the Google Doc, so you could see it as well, Rachel, mm-hmm. it took out all of the arrows and commas and dashes. So some words are just now turning, like words that are separate are now just one long gigantic word. So it's basically a product listed on Amazon. It's yeah, it's a wish description. It is. <laughs> so wish. I swear and it made sense when I wrote it. <laughs> I can see that because yeah, technically the person's still alive. They're not dead because the zombie you got to die, and then somebody got to like rawr, bring you back to life. Because I was like reading all this, and I was going, "Well, how is it not a zombie?" Right? Mm-hmm. They're eating human flesh. There's Zombies like crazy insatiable eat brains though. Not always. The walking dead zombies wouldn't didn't do brains. Well, traditional views of zombies, they eat brains. Not always. Well look at the majority of uh zombies in media right now. The majority of zombies that you see are not eating just brains. They are eating human flesh. But they are dead. They're undead. Yeah. They're but vampires, undead. Yeah, but the Wendigo, it's not clear whether they are dead or not, right? So how are they different kind of? And I was trying to search, like, what's the difference between a Wendigo and a zombie so i didn't know if if this is just kind of like was the wendigo kind of the algonquin version of what a zombie is and like maybe did are they just the same thing but from two different schools of thought like from two different like areas of like regions kind of from where they sprouted up those ideas but I could not find anything so my best guess is that the difference between what those two things would be is that the the status of their heartbeat I guess I think so let me see Mm -hmm. I just did a quick google apparently there's a wiki difference page Um, let's see. This is weird. Oh, that's, that was useless. You see what I mean, though? Yeah, I think that, here's another page. So it's, so this page I found, it's on Cryptid Wiki, which this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it says a Wendigo is a cannibalistic spirit resembling a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see the earliest description. It's similar to a corpse with skeleton like thin body with gray skin, sunken eyes, bloody lips, yellow fangs, and a long slimy tongue. 
Mm-hmm. Um, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, so it's like a zombie, but it's not a zombie. Right? It's a humanoid, yeah, humanoid creature. Yeah. And what we have, like, in the research, like, the next thing we're going to get into is the description of a Wendigo, right? Mm-hmm. And many of the descriptions, like, get into what you'd think a zombie would look like. Mm-hmm. So, Wendigos and zombies seem very similar, right? So, the the Wendigo that you saw in Until Dawn mm-hmm. looks looks zombie-like, but like very elongated mm-hmm. right they look much taller than they were in life so is it i wonder if it's one of those things that it's like all zombies hang on no yeah like not all, all zombies, zombies are... are wendigos and not all wendigos are zombies kind of thing yeah. yeah yeah something like that yeah i don't know i don't know but i think if when we like get into talking about square, their square is not a rectangle, you know? Yeah. One of those things. But I think that that's also something that we can debate when we get into talking about what they look like. Because there's a lot of different the- like um, legends of- and um, discrepancies mm-hmm. in the legends about what they look like. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's some that have descriptions that just don't match. Yeah. That are really conflicting. Mm-hmm. So, one of the, one thing though, where the legend came from, um, so Algonquin Native American folklore is what we've said, mm-hmm. and the exact details vary, and they vary a lot, depending on who you ask, and what legends you look at, and what stories you look at, and so some claim the Wendigo is a relative of Bigfoot, and then there's a lot of other reports compare the Wendigo to a werewolf, mm. right? So a lot of these descriptions of it as a corpse is confusing because if you're talking about Bigfoot or a werewolf, those things would have fur, wouldn't they? Yeah, and they'd have right? fur and they wouldn't be lanky and like sickly looking, you know? Yeah, so that's a little strange. So that, that leans toward away from what you think a zombie would look like. Yeah, because zombies don't have fur, unless it's like a zombie <laughs> wolf or something. Yeah. And then around the turn of the 20th century, uh, the Algonquin people had a lot of, like, large numbers of their people went missing. And they would attribute a lot of those uh, disappearances to the Wendigo. And that's why Wendigo had a loose translation of Spirit of Lonely Places. Mm. Yeah. And then Wendigos are supposed to be cold weather creatures, hence why we think they're from Canada (laughs) and northern states of the U.S., like Minnesota. You mean Minnesota? Yes, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. You can come into Minnesota and you can have Bigfoot and... uh, you know, you could see a, a Wendigo and then maybe have like a, like you can a have cup some of joe. cheese, you know, from Minnesota. With your cup of joe. Yeah. Now, let's get into what a Wendigo looks like. Mm-hmm. 
one of the things is that they're almost 15 feet tall so that's like a big thing that is terrifying big ass thing yeah definitely not zombie like no right so you want to go back and forth on this a little bit sure um the body is often described as emaciated looking emaciated emaciated my bad um, and this is thought to be a tribute to the notion that he's never satisfied by the cannibalistic urges. So it's just like a unsatiable hunger. Mm-hmm. He's never full. Mm-hmm. He eats and eats and eats. Yes. And so he's a giant humanoid with a heart of ice is what some of the legends describe him as. Does the heart beat? I don't know. That would make him different than a zombie. Right? So that's a different thing. So I was like, I read giant humanoid with a heart of ice. But Mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, that's just like um, a metaphor, right? But then when I was looking up later, and we'll get into the research later of like, how do you handle, like safely, how you deal with a, a Wendigo and how do you kill a Wendigo? Mm -hmm. But apparently, it's literal. They literally have a heart of ice. So... Yeah, because if you stab it, it shatters. Again, is the heart beating? Because if it is, then the thing is alive and it's not a zombie. No, it doesn't... They don't say. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so they have a foul stench or sudden unseasonable chill may precede its approach. Mm-hmm. So you can smell them coming. Oh, probably smell them a mile away. <laughs> oh, Lord, he coming. <laughs> oh, Lord, he coming. I smell them. <laughs> so they have large, sharp claws. And a lot of these, like, descriptions, like, some of them... Like, not every legend has all of these things. Mm-hmm. Which is annoying, because you're just like, is it always this? Or, like, is it always all of this? Or some of yeah. this? Or what is it? Yeah. Um, interesting. They have massive eyes like an owl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have antlers, which I guess is kind of like, I guess where like that movie Antlers came from, which I think was like that a person growing antlers in that movie. Oh. Yeah, is, that's basically all I know about that movie. Interesting. Is that was body horror and it, a person grew antlers. But apparently the antlers don't show up in indigenous records or drawings. It's a Hollywood thing. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. I wonder if Hollywood did that and maybe they confused them with skinwalkers. Maybe. And then, you know, also when I was... skinwalkers have, ant- like, some of them wear the pelts and they have the antlers on them. Mm-hmm. And, so, well, surprisingly <laughs> enough, a lot of the reddit stories that i was going through to try to get some stories for this episode mm-hmm. they describe the wendigos having fur a lot 
Mm. Um, instead of just skin covering the limbs and they describe them as having antlers a lot of the time and they also had difficulty differentiating between wendigos and skinwalkers mm. and like would sometimes post their stories on the wendigo thing and said also posted on the skinwalker thing like sometimes their stories would end with is this a wendigo or is this did i see a skinwalker mm. mm-hmm interesting yeah um yeah as we said skeleton-like figure with ash-toned skin Mm -hmm. freakishly tall yeah that seems to be one of the main things Mm -hmm. the skeleton-like figure because they're like emaciated and ash-toned skin that shows up like a lot Mm -hmm. and do you want to read this one um yeah, according to the legends of the Nahi- Nahanini, <laughs> nah, Nahanini Valley, I probably butchered that. I apologize. Um, a native author and ethno- ethnographer <laughs> named Basil H. Johnson once described the Wendigo in his masterwork, <sighs> the Manitous? Man. You're doing great. Just, just, we don't know any of these words. No. They're not even words we know. So, As, probably not even entering our language. So, yeah, I don't know. The Wendigo was got to the point of, oh my gosh, emaciation. emaciation. <laughs> it's. Do you want me to read it? I'm struggling today. <laughs> yeah, can you read it? I got you. <laughs> okay. The Wendigo has gone to the point of emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out over its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back into its sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What? Oh, jeez. Now, I'm... uh, It's contagious, Rachel. I'm sorry. (laughs) What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption. Oh. Yeah. Corruption. So they smell real fucking bad. They smell disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. That we know what they look like. They're big. So it seems like they they know that they're like big and long, mm-hmm. lanky, and they they look like they haven't eaten even when they do. Mm-hmm. So it looks like most of them are kind of on par, like on not on par. What does it mean when they they kind of all in agreement? Agree? Yeah, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. We'll, between the two of us, we'll get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so looks like that for sure. Sometimes they have fur, but like I don't think they do. No, I, I feel like they don't. Okay, like I, I feel like that seems like the Hollywood thing. It seems like the indigenous like records seem more like it looks like a like a like a man that ate human flesh and then became like warped mm-hmm. so 
kind of like a zombie but like stretched and emaciated yeah. and like made kind of like this lanky monster mm-hmm. so i'd say like i think the drawings the indigenous drawings do kind of match up a lot with what the until dawn game did yeah i agree with that i think i guess a lot of the hollywood ones i feel like like i previously said i think they're getting confused between skinwalkers and wendigos Mm -hmm. yeah and they're just trying to make a really good movie monster yeah you call it a skindigo (laughs) (laughs) those skindigos they're coming again (laughs) yep them damn skindigos got my craps Got your crops? Got my crops. Got my crops. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the ones on Supernatural were a lot like the ones in the Until Dawn game in the body. Okay. But the face had become more like a goblin y. Like they're not fully like it. But it it was like kind of, mm-hmm. they made their skin more gray and they made their nose kind of more rounded like a dog. Mm-hmm. So as if they like kind of had put like slight prosthetics in mm-hmm. and made their ears kind of a little bit um, pointy-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't look bad. Like, it didn't look goofy. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, a good representation as well. But I think the Until Dawn ones looked probably the best. Yeah, the those ones looked really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely not good enough to want to see in real life. <laughs> no. Definitely don't want to meet one of those. <laughs> Definitely don't want to run into one of those things out on a walk mm-hmm. um but yeah mm-hmm. Rachel why don't you tell us a little bit about what those things could do to us sure just give me one second um so some other you want the abilities yeah tell some us what th- they do to us our poor little human bones yeah so um some abilities claim that they have incredible speed and endurance in terms of both covering great distances and enduring harsh winter conditions. Others claim that they walk in a haggard manner as if they are falling apart. Um, Yeah. So that claims they walk like that. The other one claims that they're really fast. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. The ones at Until Dawn were really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Many legends also claim that they have some skills that lure trap and kill their prey and one of them is voice mimicry so they can mimic human voices this was seen in until dawn which is how markiplier ended up killing ashley um and it uses this to lure people in and draw them away from civilization once the wendigo has drawn its prey into the desolate depths of the wilderness he attacks and feasts Mm-hmm. Um, another rough translation of Wendigo is the evil spirit that devours mankind. 
related to another legend of the Wendigo that claims that they have the power to curse humans by possessing them. Interesting. Uh, it is thought, according to these legends, that once the Wendigo has infiltrated their mind, he can turn them into Wendigos as well, instilling upon them a similar lust for human flesh. Okay, so, conspiracy theory, put your hats on. Okay, conspiracy Vault. hat is on. I have my aluminum hat on. Okay, the point okay. is up toward the ceiling so it can okay. receive your conspiracy theories. Okay, Voldemort okay. is a Wendigo. <laughs> That makes sense. He looks like it. Exactly. He can get into your mind. Mm-hmm. We never see him eat. He does mimic a human voice. He does. He's mm -hmm. super lanky and stuff. Voldemort he has no nose. Yeah. He's a Wendigo. He's, a, he's gray. Exactly. He's gray and he looks emaciated. Mm-hmm. When he comes out of that pot. Yeah, before he has his robe put on, he's very like, He's like, get that dude a cheeseburger. And he's like, get that dog. He's, nothing working in my mouth today. Get me some snake medicine. Voldemort is coming to get me, apparently. He is. Voldemort is a friend to go. I'm sorry, I have my little uh, tinfoil hat is I have to take it off. I'm apparently receiving transmissions from the lizard people. You are. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened there. <laughs> the lizard people are trying to get you. <laughs> They're coming for me. Yep. Uh, another thing that came up when I was researching, is Wendigo psychosis, mm. which was kind of cool. So besides just like Wendigos being like an evil spirity thing, mm -hmm. the idea that even if you don't believe that Wendigos are real, but believe that it's like the name Wendigo just being as a word, just like werewolf was just like a thing from fiction, mm -hmm. but psychosis being like this is actually uh, a mental disorder. Mm -hmm. So in historical accounts of like retroactively diagnosing people, because they weren't doing this at the time, mm -hmm. uh, it was reported that people being, di uh, being possessed by the Wendigo spirit after they were being uh, in a situation where they needed food and they had no food and they had no other choice but to turn to cannibalism. Mm -hmm. So it's this basically this uncontrollable craving to eat human flesh, even when there's other food nearby. So after that had happened and they gave into cannibalism in a situation when they had no food, it had continued when they'd gone back to like civilization and they had access to food and stuff. Mm. yeah so then it was the psychosis mm -hmm. right but it, the belief was that it had come from being possessed by that mm -hmm. wendigo spirit ultimately mm -hmm. right but that was the the first kind of belief first mm -hmm. and then thinking that it was actually a psychological condition that people were having that psychosis of believing they were possessed by it, 
a Wendigo spirit and craving human flesh because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it was reportedly it was lo- localized within northeastern American tribes and was dying out as European American anthropologists began cataloging it. Mm-hmm. But it's also been claimed that it just might might have been a catch-all phrase for all mental issues at that time. Mm. And the internet is pretty divided on whether the Wendigo psychosis was ever even a real disease. But I looked into the American Psychological Association mm-hmm. and looked at their definition. And they said it was a severe culture-bound syndrome. And... They describe first what a culture-bound syndrome is, and that's just like a pattern of mental illnesses, a pattern of mental illness and abnormal behavior that is unique to a specific ethnic or cultural population and does not conform to standard classifications of psychiatric disorders. Mm. Yeah, so, so a severe culture-bound syndrome occurring among northern Algonquin Indians living in Canada and the northeastern United States. Mm-hmm. The syndrome is characterized by delusions of becoming possessed by a flesh-eating monster, the Wendigo, mm-hmm. and is manifested in symptoms including depression, violence, compulsive desire for human flesh, and sometimes actual cannibalism. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just like mob mentality <laughs> type of thing taking over, like the idea that like people are all getting hyped up into this thought process that this could happen, so then they're thinking that it could happen, so that it does kind oh. of thing. Yeah. Did it say what in the like when you were looking up the APA definition? Did it say if it falls within any clusters of mental illnesses? No. Or is it like its own separate thing out that can't be classified under like um the A disorders, the B disorders, and the C disorders? No, that's what I copied and pasted in there, that's legit all it said. Interesting. So I'm pretty sure it's not something that's actually in effect still today. Mm. I think it's a historical thing. Okay. To me, it looks like it was like a cultural phenomenon. So to me, it's more like, um, I'm trying to think of an example, mm-hmm. but you know how when everybody starts thinking something in a certain <laughs> place, like a certain cluster of people. Mm-hmm. And everybody can then start like freaking out over it. Mm-hmm. And then this, like that fear can just go through that group of people like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, I think it's just happened like that. Interesting. And I think it might have also linked in with not just any specific. Uh, psychosis Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's actually anything there so I I have no idea because the next thing that you see that was there 
in the research is Cree folklore recommends treating an individual diagnosed with Wendigo psychosis uh, if you hadn't already killed them by in giving them fatty animal meats or drinking animal grease. Those treated may sometimes vomit ice as part of the curing process. You know, if you hadn't already killed them. Mm -hmm. So still, it's like, uh, you know, interesting it's it's up in the air whether it was a real thing mm -hmm. like a real disease or not so there's like the the 80s especially mm -hmm. like fascination with wendigo psychosis among western ethnographers psychologists and anthropologists led to a hotly debated controversy in the 1980s over the history of this phenomenon so some researchers argued that Wendigo psychosis was a fabrication, mm -hmm. while others have pointed to credible eyewitness accounts by both Algonquins and others as evidence of its truth. So that's basically the um, final thoughts that are on the internet that I could find in like a couple days of research. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But I did find a couple little like stories of cases of people who apparently are said to have had wendigo psychosis mm -hmm. do you want to read the first one sure one of the more famous cases of wendigo psychosis involved a plains cree trapper from alberta named swift runner during the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving and his eldest son died. 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at a Hudson Bay's company post, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Okay. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> sure. Given that he resorted, <laughs> just casual, um, you know. Casual Saturday night. Uh, given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies and that he killed and consumed the remains of all those present, it was revealed that Swift Runners was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort to avoid starvation, but rather of a man with Wendigo psychosis. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. 25 miles. I don't know what that is in kilometers. That hmm. seems like a lot. Let me Google. I think it's like 2.2 to change it over. Miles to kilometer. So that's about 40 kilometers. Yeah. For our Let me Google. Nobody asked your opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry, my Google Mini Home just picked up something that I said, and it was like, I'm sorry, I can't find that. So nobody asked for your opinion, okay, sir? Yeah, Google. You're not involved in this podcast. You're not involved. No, rude. Google trying to get a cameo. I guess in winter, though, and depending yeah. on where they were, 40 kilometers would probably be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And back in 1878, so they were probably traveling by like horse and carriage, maybe? 
if it's winter, a dog it's probably sled. sled dog or snowshoeing. Yeah. So that could have been days and days away, maybe even weeks mm-hmm. of travel time. Yeah. And they were out of food. And he's like, you know what? Let's kill all the kids and the wife. Why didn't he just eat the dead son? I don't know. Like, why did you kill the ones who were alive? Why didn't you just eat the one that was already dead? You'd think they would have tried something. Like, like think of, like, the Donner Party and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who, like, tried, like, eating one or two first, right? And they were mm-hmm. slowly doing it. He's just like, nope, kill you all. I'm, I'm good for the whole trip. I'm good for the rest of winter. Mm-hmm. I'm stocking up. I'm making some jerky. <laughs> he was like, I'm doing this once and one one time only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler who, you know, has a fun name, so mm-hmm. obviously didn't do anything bad. No. An OG Cree chief, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Oh, this story's mm-hmm. going to take a turn. Yeah. In some cases, this entailed killing people with Wendigo psychosis. As a result... 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. (laughs) Jack Fiddler committed suicide. Of course. Yeah, because he didn't want to be a fiddler on the roof, so he jumped off. (laughs) The fiddler hanging from the roof. Yep. Uh, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news of this pardon. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, nothing we can do now. It's like it got lost in the mail. The mail comes in and it opens it up and it's like, oh, damn, man. They're like, no, if they open it. No, what happens is they get it, and, like, it's a person who didn't know he died, so, like, they did a, um, a shift swap, you know, at the prison, yeah. and they was like, oh, man, I just got this letter, uh, Joseph got parted, and this guy out there was like, oh, um, actually, Joseph got, Joseph got pardoned from life three days ago. <laughs> he pardoned himself. He pardoned himself from life three days ago. Sorry. So now we have how to safely deal with a Wendigo. And I have written the steps out from my research for Rachel to read. And we have our first masterpiece in consistently consistent piece theater for Rachel to read. Will it become a bit? I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Let me Rachel. Do some vocal warm-ups, you know? Get, get prepared. 
the tip of the tongue, the teeth on the lips. Rubber baby buggy bumper, rubber baby buggy bumper. Wow, wow, wow. <clears throat> yes, you must be prepared. Both physically, emotionally, mentally, visibly, psychologically and stuff. Yes. So, <clears throat> how to safely deal with a Wendigo? Is that the voice you're going to do the whole time? We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run into one. That's how to safely deal with one. There we go. You heard it here, folks. That's there the end of the episode. <laughs> because if you do run into one, you're basically fucked. Believe that. It's apparently nearly impossible to escape one. They're really fast and great hunters. You have to use fire to burn them alive, apparently. Not kidding, the internet says so. You have to set their entire body on fire, not just wave a torch at them and call it good. Literally. You're so sarcastic. <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> My existence is where it came from. <laughs> you gotta like really burn them, like Viking funeral style burn them. Mm -hmm. uh, go after the heart. Its primary weakness is the frozen heart. You can stab it with a silver stake. Apparently, we should be carrying these around with us. Again, not sure about when this became a werewolf thing. Yeah, that, hmm, okay. Mm hmm Hmm. Yeah. Did you bring your, your silver stake with you? Uh, I probably have one around my apartment somewhere. Yeah, I'm, mine's in the shop. Yeah. So I'd be um, fucked. Yeah, you'd be fucked. Unless mm -hmm. you can burn them with fire. Mm -hmm. But you need the steak, too, it says. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need both. Yeah. Mm. Watch out for ice storms and tornadoes while the Wendigo is pursuing you. So all those people in Ontario that had that tornado the other day, they all fucked. Yeah. yeah. The Wendigos are after them. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> So now we have some, this must have been some internal dialogue Melanie was having with herself. No, Rachel, it's you. Okay, it's now, you. I know this website is just fucking with us. Come on, it says it commands the weather. Since when did Storm from X-Men do a crossover? Surely we don't have the budget for that. Scratch everything that I said after fire. Just burn them. Full stop. Just burn the motherfuckers down. Long, dramatic pause. <laughs> well, we're already in the middle of the woods with a flamethrower and a silver stake. Running for our lives from a Wendigo. We might as well finish the story, right? Yeah, we agree. Yeah, we might as well. We might as well finish it. If you're able to destroy the Wendigo's heart, you must complete the ritual. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the ritual, Rachel. The ritual. We have to complete the ritual, Rachel? We have to complete the ritual. Not the 
ritual. I'm not prepared for this. My steak is in the shop. I know. Against all odds, here you stand, victorious. Silver steak in one hand, Wendigo dead at your feet. Eye of the tiger playing on a dramatic build in the background. <laughs> You're on the fourth step, the final hurdle, last dance, mom spaghetti. You take that shattered Wendigo heart and lock it inside that silver box you've obviously had with you this whole time. Maybe it detaches from your flames ever again. Then you bury that box in a graveyard that's attached to a chert that happens to be conveniently located near where you murdered the surprisingly human looking creature you just killed. Don't look down at the man beast murder you just committed. The time for tears is not now. This is your moment to shine. Shine in crime. Crime time, baby. I feel like I need to put on sunglasses after that. <laughs> yeah! I'm gonna get fooled again. <laughs> you are Horatio Kane. I am Horatio Kane. CSI Miami. Yeah. Then you take a fancy-assed silver-plated axe, which you've also conveniently had with you this entire time, because you always wear a utility belt of gadgets when you go for leisurely walks in the woods, because plot twist, you are Batman. And I you take this whole time, Rachel. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, ba I'm Batman. <laughs> and you take that axe, and you swing it down, <laughs> and chop off the Wendigo's head and all four limbs. Get it together, Rachel. Keep your dinner down. Rachel, where is she? <laughs> where is she, Rachel? Where is the Wendigo, Rachel? You can't puke on the Wendigo corpse. It'll just make it so much worse. And you chop, 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 chop. Swing, 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 swing. Chop, chop, chop. I'm Batman and Batman doesn't puke on bodies. Chop, squelch, relch, chop, squelch, relch, chop, wretch. It's done. You didn't puke. Congratulations. There's more steps. <laughs> this is like an M. Night Shyamalan movie that just keeps on going. <laughs> then. You are both Batman and Rachel. That is the plot twist. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Then you salt the body of your victim and set it on fire again. Yes, again, Rachel. <laughs> and you burn it until it turns to ash. And remember, Wendigos stink real bad. So he smelled bad before you burned him twice and murdered him once. Black, you puke this time. And then, stomach empty, and emotionally numb. Insert Lincoln Park reference. <laughs> you watch him until he is nothing but ash because you cannot risk that the evil spear would ever be able to regenerate or some shit because you definitely didn't, you definitely like didn't do enough overkill to the body, but that's what the internet said. Then you scatter the ashes in the wind 
and sing, There stand the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. <laughs> End scene. I bow. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't know how you were going to take an audio bow, but you figured it out. I, you got to give them cues. You got to give them cues. <laughs> Yay, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my agent will be accepting phone calls for parts. <laughs> so how do you feel after, after your run through the woods with the Wendigo? You know, I feel pretty alive. I feel like I want to go eat some delicious, meaty chicken thighs. <laughs> as long as those thighs are only chicken, Rachel. I, I worked up an appetite, you know, running through the woods. I don't do a lot of cardio. If you know me, I don't really like cardio, but yeah, I could go for some chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. Not from Make Popeyes. sure those thighs are chicken yeah. because after you deal with a Wendigo, you don't want to have any thoughts about any thighs that are not chicken because you might want to take a bite. I mean, you know how they like to be possessing people. I mean, technically, if they're as skinny and lanky as they say, me looking at that would be like, mm. Definitely don't want to eat you if I'm stranded on a desert island. You don't have any meat on your bones. Yeah, but you know, remember how they possess people and they make them into Wendigos? I remember. You remember. I remember. You remember. I mean, on a side note, we have already decided if we like... Me and my friends decide this here. If we get lost and stranded somewhere, like I have volunteered as tribute for them to eat me, so. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I probably had the most meat on me out of all of my friends, so I was like, I volunteer. You guys can eat me. You can cut my legs off. It's fine. <laughs> Can't eat the husbands because they're too skinny. <laughs> what if they're Wendigos already? <gasps> And they've just Alex convinced Frazier. you to be their victim, Rachel. Alex Frazier, I'm catching on to you. Oh. I'm going to get you. <laughs> uh, when I was reading this, the article, like this website that was telling you about how to kill a Wendigo, it started off so normal, being like, you just got to burn them. And I was like, okay, burn them alive. I was like, okay, norm- okay, that's a little weird, but like normal, normal. And then it was like, you gotta like stab them with a silver stake. Okay, it was like a little weird, but sure. And then mm-hmm. it was like, you've gotta perform the ritual. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I was like, well, creative writing time. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm not surprised. You're, you finally got to use your English degree. I'm so proud of you. Oh, shut up. I use an English degree all the time. <laughs> Rachel. Rude. I'm sorry. That was me. Rude, Rachel. I could have written you getting eaten by that. I didn't. I appreciate it. Very that. nice to you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, 
I was just here to tell you that I didn't feel great. <laughs> you know? You know what I just realized? What? I just realized story number one. Story number one from earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, we'll have to go to story number two, (laughs) which doesn't exist. Yes. Story number. Oh my god, it doesn't. It didn't come over. Yeah. Story number two is blank. So. Story number oh two. Goodness. Insert story number two. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Oh, I don't even know. Oh my gosh. Story number two, I will read it. And okay. you will be shocked because it will be a complete surprise. Okay. Okay, story number two, which is actually story number one, which is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good speaking. Excellent speaking. Excellent use of the English language. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> okay, so this is all our stories going forward from now. We're not written by Melanie. I did not t- take any credit for any of these. Mm-hmm. They're all from the uh, Reddit thread of Wendigo stories. So it's r slash Wendigo, I assume? r slash Wendigo stories. Okay. So this is posted by the user named necessary-end-775. Okay. It's called The Time I Saw a Wendigo Outside My House, in brackets, true story. Okay. We will be the judge of that. Yes, we shall. Okay. This was posted only a few days ago, actually. Oh. Yeah. It says eight days ago. Interesting. This happened a year ago. I still haven't told many people about it because it still shakes me to my core. I was home with me, with me dad. (laughs) It's the pirate. He's back. (laughs) I was home with me dad. And we live on the outside of town near miles of deep, dark forests. It was around 11 p.m. My dad had went to bed, but I sat out in the living room and watching a movie and pigging out on some food. I got up and walked down to the restroom while walking down the hallway. I noticed that outside was really quiet, was really quiet. There were, there where. It was quite what? It should have been quiet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was quiet. Okay. And then there's there where no coyotes instead of there were. I just, mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you guys. It's for your own betterment of yourselves. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So there were no coyotes howling, and our cows weren't mooing. <laughs> the cows were dead. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I don't cows. Know I don't know why I find it funny. Our cows weren't mooing. Cows do sleep. I'm not sure if this person (laughs) is aware, but cows do sleep, you know. God damn it, our cows weren't mewing. And it was quiet. (laughs) The cows weren't mewing? Mewing. They were going mew, mew, mew. (laughs) Don't freak out, Hexa. 
she just won't looked at me. She's on the couch and was like, "Can you not make that yeah, god awful like, Mom, stop making a cow noise at me." <laughs> <laughs> she knows the difference, Rachel. She does. Okay, so no coyotes howling and our cows weren't mooing. I, though it was strange, but quickly just forgot I did my business in the restroom and while I was washing my hands, I looked out the window to my right. It is about seven, eight feet of off the ground. I saw what I thought was a strange, oh, sorry, this person doesn't use punctuation mm-hmm. and it's, oh, it's hard, it's hard. Okay. I looked out the window to my right. It is about seven to eight feet off the ground. I saw what I thought was a face. It looked pale and like it had half of its face just gone or rotting off. Mm. Of course, I thought it was just my eyes playing tricks on me, but then the motion sensor light turned on and I saw it in all of its ugly and scary glory. I looked at it while it looked at me. I stood there staring at it. I stood like that for so long, it could have been minutes or an hour, just as I thought it couldn't get any worse. The thing moved and took off running into the woods. I stood there for a while longer before I moved again. I ran, told my dad. He didn't think much of it, but he got up and went outside to check. Went outside? Why? I don't know. Okay, so he went outside to check, and I went and grabbed a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the thing was gone. I haven't seen it since, but one thing is for sure, I will never stay home alone or stay up late ever again. Mm-hmm. Story. You know what's funny? All I could think about when you said I was looking at it and it was looking at me is that song on TikTok where it's like, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and he looks at me. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and I look at him. <laughs> I want someone to do that back and forth now with, like, someone in makeup as, like, a Wendigo or a zombie. Mm-hmm. Back and forth with the window pane. Yep. <laughs> I want that now. Somebody do that TikTok, please. But use me singing instead of the actual... <laughs> <laughs> okay story number three two or two three depending on how you see it Mm -hmm. is by the user control underscore unit oh one And it is titled repeated sighting. And then in brackets, it has haunting question mark. So not the typical thing I'd post, but thanks to a few recent nightmares, I figured it would be good to post here. I used to live in the middle of the woods as a kid. When the sun was up, I'd be out there all day playing in the stream or riding bikes through the chair, the trails, even through Through the chairs, through the chairs. (laughs) (laughs) through the chairs (laughs) did you just sing that the way they sing through the trees and 
in the Jennifer's body? No. Okay, because that's why I heard it. <laughs> um, even through ice and snow. At night, though, I would never go in the place. Oh, the place. The place. The second the sun started going down, I was scrambling back home. When I was about seven or eight, I started to hear tapping at the window. I rationalized that it may be a branch or maybe the house settling, but whenever I went to inspect it, I felt a wave of fear that physically stopped me in my place. Why do these people feel the need to inspect noises? Like, this is how white people die in horror movies. <laughs> You say that like we're like a marginalized community, Rachel. Because it's always the white people that are like, I'm going to go check out this noise. Hoity hoity doy. And then death. Not a marginalized community in any, any instance. I know. But it's honestly like, am I wrong though? Most people in horror movies who go inspect things are white because we're dumb. Yes, we're dumb. Yes, and we're like, and yeah, let's go, let's go check this. Like on another, I seen a TikTok. Speaking of this, relates into this. They were talking about like, um, they heard a noise. They were home alone at night, and they heard a noise, and they were gonna go check it, but they remembered because they had been on Native American and Black TikTok mm -hmm. that they have learned not to go check noises because of them because. It could be a skinwalker or a wendigo or something else. Mm -hmm. And I've seen all these people, they duet, like, white people like, oh, what's this noise? I'm going to go check it out. And they're like, why are you going to check it out? This is why you die in a horror movie. I'm like, you are not wrong. Mm -hmm. White people always check out noises and then we die. Okay. Yeah, well, never thought of it that way. But to me, I'm like, oh, look, a noise. I'll send someone else to go check it out. Yeah, you're one of the smarter. Technically, you're not white. You're translucent. So I don't know if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd go check it and the thing would be like, I don't see anything. <laughs> I can't see anything. I can't see anything. There's, there's nothing here. <laughs> um... I'm also like, oh, did I hear something? And then I'm like, hey, dog, did you hear something? And he's like, I hear something and it really freaks me out. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, I check it with him. If he's freaked out, we're leaving. Yeah. But he's scared of like uh, his shadow, leaves, uh, garbage cans. So i won't get i won't get murdered by anything <laughs> is that but yeah is that really a good judge of character if he gets scared by everything well he's really good at identifying when it's a animal or a person or anything else as well so i can tell when it's an actual living breathing thing or okay. if it's like a weird shape like something that I can identify okay 
usually. So if it's like, I, it's just like the wind is mm-hmm. high and it's like, he's freaked out because it's like really windy or like someone's garbage is knocked over from far away and I can see that, then that's usually noticeable. But when he's freaked out by something that I can't see, then I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll just, you know, agree with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, we can just walk a different way. Or okay. we'll walk back to the house, sure. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this continued for a few years until a night where my parents weren't home. Their bed was more comfortable and I had hoped, and I had hoped wouldn't have the tapping as it was on the second floor and clear of any trees or bushes. But about 2 a.m., I was awoken by what I had affectionately referred to as taps. Affectionately? Affectionately, yes. So he's forming a bond with taps. I can see the start of a rom-com. Or, yeah, romantic horror comedy. So a rom- not a- no, not- no. Rom-whore. Might as well just say it. It's a (laughs) rom-whore. Yeah, me and Wendy the Wendigo. Yep. Um, we, just, we fell in love over, you know. It just started one day she was tapping and then I got the, up the nerve to open the window and our eyes met and I just knew. I just knew that we could be together as long as I could just feed her, not me. You know, as long as I could just feed her other people. You know, I I got a job. As long as we had to open a relationship. I got a job at the morgue and mm-hmm. ever, ever since then, you know, it's been great. Yeah. I just, I constantly deliver her bodies and we just get along great. You know, I think they're starting to get suspicious because a few times when the body's supposed to go to a funeral and it's gone and then they do open casket and there's a mannequin, people are not happy. Mm. Or they open it and it's like, ah, surprise, it's not there. Yeah, there's nobody at all. <laughs> surprise, it's empty. <laughs> Whoopsie. Surprise, you just bought a really expensive box. <laughs> you just bought a nice box that has nothing in it. Surprise, it's just Wendy in there and then she jumps out and eats everybody. Yeah. And then they're like, huh, nobody's here to pay the bill. It's so surprising that no one showed up for the funeral. And I'm like, ha, 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 yeah. Um, this continued not every night, but multiple times a week. Did it matter where I was in the house? Did it matter whether I was trying to sleep or was wide awake? I'd start hearing tapping on whichever window was closest to me and an overwhelming dread when I tried to inspect it. About a year or two ago, when my long distance girlfriend came for a visit, we walked through the woods together But after finding a few relatively fresh deer bones, I asked her to head out. As we were leaving, she wanted a picture of the forest, so she took one and we started heading back when she called out to me, saying that she thought there might be something in the picture. Uh -uh. Don't look at it there. I went and and took a look and Mm. felt the same feeling of dread as before. Dumb white people. Right? The next sentence is going to suck and make this whole thing feel fake. 
but after studying the picture, I took the phone from her and deleted it before quickly taking her hand and pulling her into the car. At the bottom of the picture, just under a tree that had barely begun to flower, was the creature. Dun, dun, dun. It was staring us down, hunched in the shade, with a deer skull that had a bit of meat on its hand. Now, I grew up being taught that in both the natural world and the world of spirits, it's generally a good idea to not enter the territory of another creature uninvited. And combining the unease during the trip and the picture, I was pretty certain I had just done exactly that. I tried to put it out of my mind and move on and enjoy my time and treat things as normal, which for a while worked. Then I moved in with said long-distance girlfriend in another state. About two months ago, I dreamt of the creature. And when I had, and while I had been dreaming, she said she heard the tapping at the window. I should mention we are underground with covered windows well. With covered windows well. What? Okay. So there's covered window wells. Interesting. So there's absolutely no plants that could be causing it. I had two more dreams and heard the tapping occasionally when I was awake late at night. Tonight I had another and I'm starting to get concerned about it. I have never posted here and I'm sorry if the format is bad or anything but I would greatly appreciate any advice or explanation on this. Um, so my advice, you done fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you took a picture and you went into somewhere you weren't supposed to go and now you're being haunted. So good luck. Yeah. You're going to have to call Sam and Dean Winchester to come <laughs> save you. Yeah. And Buddy deleted the picture, though. Which, stupid. Stupid. Don't, no, stupid. Yeah. And why look at the picture back in the woods? Like, no, get out of the woods get first. Get out of the woods and look at it. Yeah. You can look at that in the car once you drive away from the woods and yes. get home. Yes, you can do that. Stupid. hmm you can do that stupid. Yes, they can mm-hmm. be that stupid. Yes. You're just going to hear Sam and Dean screaming up the road. Carry on my way with the There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to They made another season of Supernatural. It's like they just look on Reddit for cases. Don't they cry no more. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So our next story comes from user Taryn underscore read. And this was originally posted on the Reddit thread for skinwalkers, but it says that she figured she posted here as well. So this, like I said before, a lot of them were posted on both. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people couldn't tell the difference between Wendigos and skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of confusion, but this is one that I wanted to include as well because there was, it was an Ontario one. It was Canadian, so Ooh. I wanted to include it. Mm-hmm. This one says, "Hi everyone, had a very strange encounter in my woods today and thought I'd share and get some opinions. For some background, I live in a small town between Toronto and Ottawa, and traditional uh, Anishinaabe lands." 
sure. on traditional Anishinaabe land. I usually walk my dog every day, sometimes multiple times a day, all throughout my woods. I decided to take my dog out for a walk this afternoon and not put my headphones in. I usually do because, as I stated, I walk out there every day. As we were walking, I heard a voice call my name in almost a sing-song voice. Naturally, I stopped and looked around. I called for my dog to come to me, and he stopped where he was and stared at me for a while, and then eventually came to me. I did not call out to the voice or acknowledge it. I walked around a little more and still didn't see anything. Just for some context, I live with my parents and my mom knows I'm totally freaked out about skinwalkers. I had a bonfire a few weeks ago and she hid and was calling out trying to freak me out. I figured since she knew I was by myself, she was trying to freak me out and did some similar. And it did sound similar to her voice. As I continued walking and looking, I heard, come over here. As soon as I heard it, I was instantly freaked out because not only did this sound further away than when my name was called, I know that the myth goes when they sound close, they're far away and vice versa, but it also sounded like my own voice saying it. I also heard this call out much more clearly than when my name was called. Anyways, I didn't acknowledge the voice and making sure my dog was with me, I got the hell out of there. When I got to the house, no one has been, had been outside and no one had called for me. My family has lived on this property for generations and we live outside of a very small town. I have no neighbors that would be close enough for me to hear them that clearly. I have no idea what was out there this afternoon, but I can tell you for certain, I will never walk out there with my headphones on again. I also feel like it's worth mentioning that my sister has been whistling out there to freak me out and I know that supposedly attracts them. I did also smoke shortly before walking, but I've been smoking daily for years and I've never suffered from auditory hallucinations or heard any sort of voices while high. I've never posted on here before, but if I have any other experiences, I'll be sure to post them. can honestly say that was the weirdest experience of my life. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I had not heard anything about like when you hear them, um, they, when they sound like they're close, they're far away. And when they yeah. sound like they're far away, that they're really close. But that does sound like, if that's true, that sounds like something to fit, like what we talked about earlier about some of the, um, how they have, like, tactics and mm -hmm. lures for people, things that can make them easy to, like, skill sets to hunt people. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's just something I didn't find in the short amount of time that I was trying to research, because there yeah. is a lot of shit. Interesting. That's interesting. It is very interesting. But the voice mimicry came up there. She thought she heard herself. Mm-hmm. Probably trying to get the dog. Mm -hmm. The Wendigo just wanted to pet the dog. Maybe. The Wendigo oh, was yeah. just like, you don't get to keep the dog. I'm going to eat you, and then me and the dog are going to be friends. Yeah, I'm going to take your dog, and we're going to become best buds. And I'm going to, the same way that people use dogs to attract people in parks, the Wendigo is mm -hmm. going to use the dog to attract food. Yeah. The Wendigo is going to take the dog for walkies. Yeah. Every day. 
No. Wendy the Wendigo is going to go for walks just like uh, Taryn was going to go for walks every day and be like, yeah. well, we will go for walkies every day and on your walkie, you're going to try to meet a new human friend and they'll play fetch with you and then when you're done, I get to eat them, okay? Once you tire them okay. out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's going to be a great relationship. Yeah. Me and Spot. Wendy and Spot. Wendy and Spot. Now on the CW. (laughs) (laughs) CW would definitely pick that up. (laughs) She's Uh, just a Wendigo trying to make it in this big world. He's just a dog whose owner got eaten by said Wendigo. (laughs) (laughs) Will she find love? Or will she eat all of her potential suitors? Um, so story number five is by user yogurt closet any thirty nine fifteen. Interesting name. Uh, yesterday evening, I went for a walk through the woods near where I live. It is quiet and apart from the odd few teenagers drinking and whatnot. It was a quiet hill place to be on a British summer's evening. I am very familiar with these woods. I used to come here a lot as a child, so I know there are no animals larger than fox that roam them. So the next part of the story gets really weird. As I was walking through the forest, the sun began to set. It was around 8 p.m. and began walking out of the forest the same way I came in. It was then I started to hear a very ear-piercing scream. sounded like a woman screaming in anger. It was so loud I couldn't move for a moment. I looked around and could see nobody, nothing at all. I know foxes make some strange sounds, but I've heard fox screams and they were nothing like what I heard. Upon hearing this, I started to briskly walk out of the forest, quite shaken by what I heard. As I was walking out, however, I couldn't help but notice oddities in the tree line looked very much like a deer which is weird because this woodland hasn't had deer living in it over 200 years. They were all hunted. But then I realized it was not a deer. Dun, dun, dun. After seeing it repeatedly as I was walking, lurking in the tree line, appearing to follow me, it looked as if it had human legs and was crouching whenever I saw it, followed by bulky arms. It looked like it did not want me to get a good view of it, as when I would look at it for more than a few moments, it would quickly, very quickly dart into the woodland out of view. But I could tell it was there until I reached the end of the forest. Upon getting back, upon getting to the end, I looked back again to see if it was there, but it wasn't. I was seemingly alone again once I left the forest. Could this have been a legit Wendigo, or could I have been hallucinating? I thought the Wendigos were only spotted slash lived in America and not in Europe. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. That's so that one described it more like it had antlers. It didn't mention, yeah, so maybe. Right? It said antlers because it said it looked like a deer? Yeah. 
maybe specifically said antlers actually no it said it was like it said they deer. thought it was a deer but it wasn't a deer because deer don't live in that woods no more yeah because they all did mm-hmm. interesting yeah they said deer so i just assumed it had antlers but if it i don't know i assume deer have antlers so i mean female deers don't mm-hmm. male but deers I, just, I saw the word deer so i just yeah. assumed it must have an, it mm-hmm. must be the antler form of what people describe wendigos as mm-hmm. but i said it had bulky arms mm-hmm. and wendigos are as we have discussed they're like lanky mm-hmm. and stuff yeah maybe There's some was, drawings like, with them with they look like they have they basically look like the the manticore but like um like a moose manticore okay some of the ones that i've seen drawings of but they're like when i was doing the research but that's not what the algonquin Mm -hmm. legends show them as but a lot of a lot of the newer legend stuff like the urban legends Mm -hmm. show them like that maybe it was a wendigo and they just skipped leg day (laughs) scary stories to tell in the dark did a wendigo episode oh interesting i'm pretty sure and i just wanted to see what they did their wendigo if they showed their wendigo on screen Mm -hmm. because i think they did a movie didn't they oh maybe they didn't do the wendigo part on screen Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know if they did. I don't think they did their Wendigo on the movie one. Hmm. But one of the one of the first sites I looked at when I was doing the research, the drawing that was the first on that page, it looked like the manticore, and it was this bulky, beefy, like buff thing, furry, and it had like a big horse head looking moose head type of face mm-hmm. with antlers like a moose mm-hmm. and I was like the fuck is that it's not a wendigo and I was like this is a wendigo and I was like excuse you that's not a wendigo <laughs> but that's what they said but that was one of the and then like wh- when I did more research it was like no that's what Hollywood kind of some of like did like a hard left and we're like ha 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 look at this mm-hmm. but it's the less traditional so, but some of the stories that show up on reddit are showing that beefy <laughs> like if they were gonna like make it a <laughs> romance novel hero half moose looking mm-hmm. Wendigo. Mm-hmm. He's like he's so buff and furry. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, our last story for this evening. I hope it's not a letdown. It's by the user the way I do your mom. 
<laughs> what 12 year old wrote this well it starts with so when i was about i'd say 10 and a half okay so yeah so two years ago yeah according to their name should only be about two years before mm-hmm. so when i was about i'd say 10 and a half a wendigo copied my voice I remember having my friend who lived in the city visit me late October, beginning November. She was a girl who loved horses, so I loved her out. I look, that's not what that said. <laughs> she was a girl who loved horses, so I look her out to see my three horses. Yeah, I took her out to see, yeah. My three horses, Avery, Pluto, and Caspian. I was a stupid young girl at the time. Oh, and I thought it was a 12 year old boy. So did I. <laughs> Plot twist. Stupid young girl. Mm hmm. Who wants to do our moms? Maybe she's one of those girls who made a TikTok video like, uh, my boyfriend cheated on me, so I banged his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I was a stupid young girl at the time and didn't think anything of the red flags. But that's besides the point. Me and my friend will call her Jenna. Me and Jenna decided to ride horses. Jenna the horse girl. Yes. Jenna Marbles the horse girl. Yes. Me knowing the horses chose what ones we'd ride. The lack of punctuation is so difficult yep. to figure out what the meaning of the sentence is. So, me knowing the horses, I chose what ones we'd ride, which were Avery and Pluto. I assume this would be Pluto, but it's I'm like Pluto. I'm assuming it's supposed to be Pluto as well. Yeah, I'm calling it Pluto. Okay. I almost put Jenna on Caspian, but I'm glad I didn't, or it wouldn't have ended well for her. Well, it didn't end well for any of us because Jenna I mean, took all her videos down off the internet and left. Given the apparent red flags, maybe you should have let her ride Caspian. You would like Jenna to ride Caspian and then maybe Jenna wouldn't be still here with us in the land of the living? Jenna Marbles? Who I've cast in this role? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they said there was red flags, but they have yet to say what the red flags were. So Caspian would have probably thrown her for what was about to happen. So they're 10 year old girls, Rachel. And you mm -hmm. were like, put her on the horse that would throw her and end her life. She could Rachel. survive. 10 year olds are pretty flexy. <laughs> 10 year olds bounce. They do. All kids bounce. Yes. Everybody knows 10 year old bones bounce when they get thrown around things I shouldn't say on a podcast as a family <laughs> law lawyer. <laughs> I, I retract these statements. Yeah, she can neither confirm nor deny she ever said this. <laughs> I threw my voice. It was Rachel. Yep, it was totally me. I am a Wendigo. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Caspian would have probably thrown her for what was about to happen. 
I wrote Avery while Jenna was on Plutow. I had decided we're going to ride in the cow pasture because they mewed since my dad brought a new cow for me because they mewed. They mewed. They mewed. Once we got to the cow pasture, I noticed that they were avoiding the area near the swamp. I thought it was odd, but did think anything of it at the time. I showed Jenna my new cow named Captain. She thought her name was odd, and to be honest, I don't know why I named her that myself. Jenna then noticed a fox near the swamp, so we went to go check it out. As we were riding there, we stopped. Jenna, she didn't tell Pluto's to stop or anything at all. She turned around and said, he, sent, he seems tense, and I didn't stop him. I didn't really think too much of it. I just told her it pro it's probably the fox or some other animal. She didn't feel comfortable riding him since he might spook, so we yelled for my sister. My sister was in the backyard but didn't hear us because we were too far away. We tied him up on the fence near the cows. Me and Jenna both got my Avery. Me and Jenna both got on Avery and then rode to the fence line near the swamp where we saw the fox. Avery was tense and all I could think of was how odd it all was since he was never spooked before or been like this. At the time I had owned him for four years. Um, we once came across a bobcat on a trail and he didn't spook at all. So why was a fox any different? I got off Avery and led him to the, to near the fence. I pointed out to Jenna the fox track in the mud um, on the other side of the fence. She got off of the horse and we sat and looked at the tracks and talked a bit. After a while, I noticed Avery was extremely scared. Then about 10 seconds later, this, uh, the scent of death hit our noses. Oh. And we looked at each other. We heard something big in the swamp. I kept my calm. Then Avery almost got out of my grip. But he was well-trained, so he didn't go anywhere. I heard my own voice that moment. I froze. It was the three most horrifying things to happen to me. The voice, or my voice, said, Help me, someone. I got my foot stuck. Help. I immediately knew what was going on. I looked Jenna in the eyes and told her to get on Avery in a panicked voice. I could hear it getting closer to us, and Avery was about to bolt on us. As I pushed Jenna on the horse, I quickly grabbed the horn of the saddle and got on. I was surprised we did that on time. Avery was a big horse, and I managed to get us both on in a matter of seconds. As we got to the gate of the pasture, I got off Avery and on Pluto. We galloped to the backyard where my sister was. She was with the new puppy and asked us what happened. We told her. She promised not to tell her parents or they'd freak out. We put the horses away then went inside. I hugged the puppy. His name was Dakota. But little did I know he'd be the next thing to cause me to see the Wendigo again. So was Dakota it And on a, a cliffhanger. Oh. We have no part two. I need a follow up with the Dakota story. Yeah. Like, what happened? Were you walking the dog near that swamp? Yeah. Is Dakota okay? Is Dakota the Wendigo? Is this what happened? Did we read them out of order? Was Dakota the dog? You know? Like, from the story above? Did all this happen in Ontario? And I read them out of order, and that the way I do your mom is actually an old account 
from Taryn Reed. Conspiracy right? theory. Put back on your hat, everybody. Oh my god, get your tinfoil hats out. Get them back on. Mm -hmm. Remember to turn up the tips so you don't get the lizard people coming <laughs> in. You gotta turn the tips slightly to the right. Yeah, you, you want to keep that away from the tuning into the lizard people brainwaves. <laughs> yeah. I hugged the puppy. His mm. name was Dakota, but little did I know he'd be the next thing to cause me to see that Wendigo again. But they didn't actually see it. They just heard it. No. They just, they heard it, and they thought it was coming closer. Or maybe it was already on them. What mm. if Jenna is the Wendigo? And she threw her voice? Yeah. Could be. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. That's why she left the internet. People found out she was a Wendigo. Oh, it all makes sense now. Jenna, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I know. I'm going to get you. She better come back to the internet and defend herself. Yeah, if you don't defend it's yourself. the only way to figure this out. If you don't come back to the internet and make a video defending yourself about why you're not a Wendigo. All I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You're gonna confirm. Then it's true. You are a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Those stories were interesting, though. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. I particularly liked where you murdered a Wendigo. Yeah, I like that as well. Mm-hmm. But I would also like to ask you why you were so particularly violent, Rachel. You know, like, I... I don't know why you went so overkill with it like why was that necessary because in my mind i put the face of <laughs> someone on the wendigo mm -hmm. and it was just satisfying you know mm -hmm. and so what you're saying is that it was completely your thoughts and words that came out of your mouth there was no one else who made you say those things. No, nope. definitely didn't write that for you. No, it was not scripted at all. <laughs> it definitely didn't come out of my fucked up little brain. No. <laughs> Do you want to ask me for a third time if these were my own words and if maybe I signed it and it was my signature? <laughs> was it your signature, Rachel? For the third time, yes, I did sign this document. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Amber Heard trial. Yeah, it ended, so we're just waiting on the jury's decision. Oh. So, we shall see what happens with that. I will say, I do like all of the uh, meme content that's been coming out of the trial. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a chef kiss, you know. Mm -hmm. I think I would like to be uh, Camille Vasquez when I grow up. Yeah, I, I want to be with Camille Vasquez. <laughs> <laughs> People are shipping Camille and uh, Johnny. Oh, that would be yeah. hot. <laughs> that would be really hot. 
people are like, they should get together. He should find love with Camille. <laughs> Johnny would look at her and be like, I can find other uses for your throat. And she'd be like, objection, hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a icky, icky thing to come out of that. <laughs> what, the throat comment? Yeah. I mean, some of those, some of those texts, just because of dealing with Amber Heard and coming out of that trial and just, just having, just having to read anyone's sex are terrible. I just oh don't want to read people's sex. Oh, I'm sure you had to read way too many. I was about to say, I'm sure you've read too many sex before yeah. the age of 30 that are not your own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that I would can be... neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, that would... Uh, oh. It's so funny, though, because that is one of the things that the internet was like, oh, that's hot. And I was like, is it hot? Or are you just saying that because it's Johnny Depp? Undecided. No, I don't think it's hot. <laughs> the internet is undecided. I'd like to decide for them right now. It's not... <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird one. Yeah, it, it's it's a little weird. I will say my favorite thing to come out of that is the mega pint. Mega pint. Yeah, but this I'm is not a Johnny Depp podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could get into it. I we could. So. Maybe we should. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Should we do that? Should we do the episode? I think we should do that. Yeah. Maybe once we find out the verdict, we can get into it. Yeah. Because I think it would be interesting to have another lawyer's perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe we'll have to do that. We can also talk about how much of a badass Camille Vasquez is. Yes, I love uh, Camille Vasquez. I also really hate how Elaine... I forget her last name, but Amber's lawyer, Elaine, constantly says Vasquez. Oh, yeah. I'm like, can you please pronounce it correctly? I just like. Please say Vasquez instead of Vasquez. I just like, it's the same people who say Quebec and not Quebec. Like, no. She probably says Quesadilla as well. Oh, I bet you she says Quesadilla. But you'd think, like, she was going to be on television having to pronounce this woman's name constantly. Mm -hmm. She could have just practiced the one word. I mean, that would probably have been the only thing she practiced because I highly doubt those people went to law school. Mm. I mean, they probably... I've read that uh, apparently they're a lot better than what they looked like. But they had to deal with a client that was changing her story like every five minutes. And she was selling them out Uh, on the stand. She was going like, she was saying like on the stand, Amber was, she was going, I turned over everything to my attorneys. I don't know why you haven't seen that picture. (laughs) Yeah. Like, because the picture didn't fucking exist. Mm -hmm. Right. But she was saying that she turned over everything to the attorneys and she didn't know why it wasn't being put 
into evidence. And then she said, I, it wasn't my call on what photos made it to evidence. Right? Like mm-hmm. she made it sound like the attorneys decided which pictures to show and which pictures didn't, as if the real pictures of the abuse were being held back by her attorney. Mm-hmm. Right? She was building a story and selling out her attorney through it. Yeah. And remember, her dog also stepped on a bee. Yeah. So <laughs> Amber is a true victim. Yeah. Because her dog stepped on a bee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really what happened. Yeah. Amber's dog stepped on a bee and she deserves shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pro Johnny Depp, okay? I believe Johnny Depp. Yeah. I I don't believe her. I believe the evidence. And the evidence points to one thing. And it seems that they were both at fault for things in the relationship. However, I don't think Johnny was the primary abuser. I think if you look at the entirety of the evidence from the Mm -hmm. trial, you see that the only person committing physical violence, Mm -hmm. like that's been proven, is Amber. And that you see that the only people that back up Amber's account are her sister Whitney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. Yep. And the people that back up Johnny Depp's account are too many people to list. Yes. Right? So yeah. the evidence is overwhelmingly on Johnny Depp's side. Mm-hmm. It is. To believe Amber's account of things, you have to disbelieve way too many people and believe that they committed perjury mm-hmm. to believe Amber Heard's uh, statement of events. Yeah, I agree. When whereas if you believe all of all the evidence that Johnny Depp's side put forward, the what makes sense is that Amber Heard likely committed perjury. Mm-hmm. If so. she did, if she did commit perjury, I hope they get her for that. I really do. Mm-hmm. It'd be so good. This has now turned into the Johnny Depp. Amber Heard trial podcast. Maybe that will have to. I think that's gonna have to be our next episode. We're gonna have to do that episode. Yeah. We we have to do that once the verdict. If the we get the verdict this week, hopefully mm-hmm. we do. We'll have to do an episode on it and discuss because it is it was a fascinating proceedings. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts, questions, comments, concerns about Wendigos, Wendy Woos, Schmendy Flues? I think one of them should look at Amber Heard and whether she committed perjury. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Okay. Just kidding. No, I'm, I'm past Wendigos now. I just want to talk about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Yeah. We're going to have to save that for, uh, I know we got to save that. We need a whole episode. I want to hear the verdict and all that, but. Wendigos yeah. to wrap them up. I I love them. I mm-hmm. love uh, all the 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 folklore, the stories, 
the legends of it. Mm -hmm. Love all of that. So much to delve into. And even all of the information and research I got into, Mm -hmm. it's not even, like, I barely scratched the surface of it. Mm -hmm. There's so much more. Yeah, I believe that. Mm -hmm. I think there's, especially with these types of legends, there's always more lore. Mm -hmm. The lore, Rachel. The lore. Um, So, yeah, if you want to tell us your lore, (laughs) or if you have any thoughts about Mm -hmm. Wendy Woos, um, Mm -hmm. you can... Oh, hang on. Send us a message on Instagram. (laughs) Someone's having some trouble. My brain just shut off. Wendigo got your tongue? Yep. Uh, you can send us a message on Instagram where you are inconsistent podcast one. You can message us on Facebook where Facebook inconsistent on Facebook or you can send us an email at inconsistent podcast one at gmail.com. Remember to like rate and review us on your podcasting platform and share us with friends who might like to hear two idiots talk about Wendy Woos and then probably our next episode is going to be the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial let's be honest mm-hmm. and we have an announcement about we do. our movie we do we've decided on it <laughs> it's amazing Rachel <laughs> and completely not stupid at all our movie that we're gonna watch for June is called The Magnificent, the Wonderful, the Fantabulous movie called Dino Shark. <laughs> Horror movie about a dino shark. Yes, you heard it correctly. D I N O S H A R K, as in a shark. That looks like a dinosaur. And no, it is not half shark, half dinosaur. It is not a little T-Rex leg with shark up top running through the jungle. I wish that was the case as well. It is a shark that looks like a dinosaur eating people. And But we do get to see a baby dino shark in the first you know, few minutes of the movie. So yeah. take, take what you want of that. That will... Uh, YouTube has, easily. <laughs> YouTube has free movies, listeners. If you were mm-hmm. not aware, you just type "movies in the bar," uh, you mm-hmm. search for. And uh, this was a movie I came across one night, mm-hmm. and I watched the first ten minutes of it, mm-hmm. and I saw the monster, <laughs> and I went out loud, "Oh, this is gonna be stupid as hell." <laughs> <laughs> So you can watch this movie for free on YouTube, and yep. you can talk about it, and just just take it in, and listen to us talk about it yep, on our I... movie watch episode for the last Friday in June. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 <laughs>